Good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Popping Off with Feel the Podcast. Happy Tuesday, co-host. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I actually had a really good weekend. I It was a long weekend, so I spent Friday and Saturday recording with one of the professional, semi-professional ensembles that I sing with. Um, it's our second project, or at least the second project that I've been a part of. Um... It was tedious. It was tedious. I mean, there were good things, of course. There were a lot of one takes, but there were some some songs that were more than a little bit trying. Your boy did get a feature, so I'm a soloist on this particular album, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and even more excited because it's a song that I really do connect to, one, and it's one that's become really, really requested when we're out performing because we recorded an album before, but this song wasn't included. I don't think it was part of the rep at the time um, or it was a new addition to the re- repertoire. Um, and we were only recording um, certain selections by a certain composer the last time. So this time we've kind of opened it up and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So I look forward to the finished product course as any artist as any creative i'm extremely hard on myself um there are things that i wish i would have done differently there are of course times where i think i've performed the song better but all things considered i got a lot of positive feedback from my choir mates and from the director and so um we will judge the final product together anyway did that this friday and saturday and then sunday i got the wonderful honor to witness my god sister get married to the love of her life a dixon love story dixon forever really exciting um it's interesting because i have been fortunate enough to see this relationship kind of develop and blossom from two individuals who just liked each other to trying to navigate the the murky waters of being in a long distance relationship to learning to cohabitate to actually tying the knot and getting hitched and blending families and merging friends and it's been beautiful it hasn't always been great but you know that's that's the way love goes I think that's what Janet says but you know they've been they've managed to work through those things and to see the progression and the development the tough times the good times you know the 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 hustle and the bustle the struggles and the triumphs um, for all to culminate in seeing her walk down the aisle and being reunited with her brothers, my godbrothers, and spending time with my aunt was really special. And it was particularly special because June 2nd is the day before my mom's birthday. And my mom wasn't was like an aunt to her because um, we pretty much grew up together. And so for us all to have been together me and C and Chris and Corey um I think my mom would have been ecstatic about that the fact that C was getting married so it was great um but like anything it just it stirred up so many emotions in me uh between that Sunday the day of the wedding and yesterday Monday which was my mom's birthday which would have been her 55th birthday um it's interesting and it brings me to today's podcast you can't save them all so I I think I've spoken about my mom before and 
<clears throat> I also had therapy yesterday, so obviously that brings everything full circle. But I've, I've spoken about my mom before, and I think the one thing that still bothers me to this day is the last couple of years of her life, the last couple years of her life, um, are kind of a mystery to me um, in terms of her illness and the progression of her illness and just different things going on in her life but what I do know is that there was a shift there was a change in personality completely and she no longer resembled the woman that I knew and had grown to know as my mother and as as Jackie because they were different people my mother and Jackie um but I you know who she had become was not who I knew her to be she was uh, a talkative outgoing always laughing always smiling always cracking jokes for the most part always in good spirits um social extremely social never never met a stranger like to be out like to be out like to have a good time and I just saw a lot of that change to her becoming extremely withdrawn and you know she was a very vain woman um and how that changed and it's interesting because some of our last conversations really circled around or revolved around her getting help I could tell that she was depressed obviously she was a young woman dealing with these health challenges she had lost her job and you know she was really dependent upon the 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 favor and the kindness of family and friends in order to survive in order to take care of basic needs um and there was only there's only first of all there was so much that i didn't know second of all there was only so much that i could do and she was very strategic in keeping me out of the loop and in an explanation that she gave me was because she wanted me to live my life free of worry of taking care of her and concern for her so selfish selfless and selfish all in the same breath but nonetheless that was her reasoning but you know we talked and I really wanted her to speak to somebody professionally because I could see that she was depressed and it had taken a toll on her and the depression had began to affect the way that she took care of herself um, because her mental was out of whack. So she wasn't taking care of her body. She wasn't taking care of her spirit. She was just completely withdrawn. And having had been in therapy for a number of years and know how beneficial it was, I was like, mom, I really think it's a good idea to talk to somebody um, so that we can get your life back on track. Because even though you're not in the best of health, you know, there are still things that you could do there are you know there there, there are, are there are ways to get <clears throat> the type of support that you need so that you could possibly even be healthier you know um and we talked about it and you know she just there was just an unwillingness to push to that point of sitting down and laying it all out um and then there was an unwillingness of doing what she knew what was the right she knew there was an unwillingness to do what she knew was the right thing to do in, re- in regards to her health. My mom had worked in healthcare for a number of years and had taken care of a mother and a father um, who were both diabetic. So she knew 
about being a diabetic. She knew about the importance of regulating her blood sugar and watching what she ate and, and being active. And yet these are all things that she just refused to do. Um, my mom thought a, a great deal of me and, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate because of that. But it, it, it also kind of put a burden on me because, you know, in a conversation she said, you know, you're my greatest accomplishment. And I just thought for a woman who's lived 40 plus years, I don't know if me, if, if, if how I feel about me being her greatest accomplishment, there's so much that I wanted for her, you know, for herself, you know, different things that she said she wanted to do and she wanted to accomplish. Um, but I thought being her greatest accomplishment and, and, and because she loved me so much that if I asked her to, to get help that she would. And unfortunately she never did. And so it, it brings me to this place of, you know, you, you can't save them all. And I say that because I suffer from what people have coined a savior complex. Um, you know, it's that state of mind in which you as an individual believe that you are responsible for solving and or or assisting others with, with their issues. Um, so, hello, my name is Phil Holly and I'm an addict. I'm addicted to the idea of finding the good in people, addicted to justifying the bad behaviors of people, and addicted to giving up and, and, and addicted to not giving up on people, AKA, I have a savior complex. It, it, it's something about looking at a situation and infusing myself and saying, well, now that I'm here, this has to get better. Now that I've shown you that good people exist, you have to believe that good people exist. Now that I show you the benefits of honesty and trust and integrity, you have to believe that these things exist you have to believe that 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 this 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 situation this relationship or whatever can work because i've shown you that these people exist there are good people who are well intended um and that's detrimental to you the person who has the complex um and it's funny because it directly feeds into the managerial virgo nature you know that idea that idea that we can solve any problem we can manage any situation and what i've learned is it doesn't really work in familiar relationships it doesn't really work in platonic relationships but it most certainly doesn't work in romantic relationships because you find yourself so focused on what needs to change about the other person instead of accepting that person for who and what they are and the reality is is that we sometimes have to accept that the person that you love or that you care about um, isn't ready to do the work um, to push past whatever their their blockage is you know with my mom she just wasn't ready to sit down with a stranger and divulge these things things that she probably never told anyone things that people didn't know because there's just the spirit of 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 secrecy that kind of 
is it's kind of pervasive in my family that people just don't say what's going on it's always this great mystery and so she just wasn't ready to do it and I never considered what I was asking of her by suggesting that she faced whatever those issues were whatever that trauma was whatever that heartache was head on for me and that's the issue with the savior savior complex is that you never take the other person into consideration like where they are the place that they're in you know depression is tough and when you're telling somebody to 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 get up and and face depression head on when you're telling somebody to get up and face trauma head on what are you really asking the reality is that sometimes you just have to accept that what you want from a person out of a person for a person they're just not ready to take that step they're not ready to take that leap that doesn't mean that you don't love them that doesn't mean that you don't care about them doesn't mean that you won't support them from a distance or afar but it means that the relationship that you've envisioned and dreamed up in your head might not be what you're going to get out of that situation it's a harsh reality and you know I just I've been thinking about it so heavily um and I think the fact that my mom's birthday came up made me kind of revisit it because I just knew that I could help her I knew that I was on the right path of of, 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 of getting to the place where she became more comfortable talking about things. And, and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I don't think it solved a problem because the reality is she just wasn't ready. And, and, and what I've learned in romantic settings, very similar to that whole idea, sometimes we are focused on changing a person. And that person either likes who they are or they've gotten comfortable in being in whatever space and place that they're in and there is an unwillingness to change and an unknowingness for lack of a better word of, of, of even how to begin the process of change and it's nothing against you for trying to help that person it's nothing against you for trying to help them come out of that shell or 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 step into a more positive light but we have to accept the fact that maybe they're just not ready and in so many words and even action speaking louder than words maybe that person has shown you that your idea of love your idea of a relationship is not exactly what they want or what they're ready for and you should just accept that it doesn't mean that you're a failure doesn't mean that you're you're unfit doesn't mean that you won't find what you're looking for somewhere else it just might not be in that particular situation and that's tough it's tough because when we love and we care about people we honestly want what's best for them Um, but it's not our choice to decide what's best for them and try to coerce them to doing things our way for our own comfort or so that we get we get what we want out of a situation um so you can't save them all which is my lesson it's a lesson that I thought I learned 
but I am learning that there's still work to be done in that regard. And it doesn't make me a bad person if I begin to take inventory on what it is I need from a situation. It it doesn't make me a bad person if I step away from something because it's what's best for me. It's all in the in the name of self-care, self-preservation, and love for yourself. And I think that the issue with the savior complex is you're least and last. Your feelings are least and last. Your emotions are least and last. Your wants are least and last. Your needs are least and last because you're so focused on being this thing representing this thing for someone else so that they can come up out and away from whatever it is that they're steeped in that you just end up pushing yourself further and further and further further down and and you reach a breaking point and the breaking point seems It seems like it, it, it sometimes it just seems like it comes out of nowhere. It seems like it it seems schizophrenic in a way because one day you're cool and then the next day you're just like, I can't really take this anymore. And so I, I, I just urge people to take inventory on their life and their relationships and see where you may be spending or exhausting or Spending, expending, or exhausting time, energy, and effort to save someone who is not necessarily ready to be saved. Because it's a choice. We have to choose to walk away from depression. We have to choose to walk away from hurt and trauma and pain. We have to choose to address it. And the reality is, for many people, it's easier to just not deal it's easier to not talk about it it's easier to stay in that space and constantly assign blame to the people who you encounter as the reasons for why you feel a certain way or the people from your past you know you you assign that blame to them they made me this way yeah but what are you going to do about changing it. Do you want to change? Do you always want to feel this way? Do you always want to feel depressed? Do you always want to feel lonely? Do you always want to feel neglected? Or do you want to change that? Do you want to feel better about yourself? Do you want to wake up in the morning and feel like you have a sense of purpose? Do you want to do you want to be loved the way you see it play out on TV and and, and in movies and in Disney films because the reality the reality is I'm saying this over and over again but <laughs> so funny but in all actuality there we go um, Rihanna says it best we all we all want love we all need love we all crave it we all desire it we all, we all want that that companionship we all want that feeling And we are willing to do different things to achieve it. But do those things really serve us? You know, or is it just a band-aid? Is it just 
Um, is it just a, a coping mechanism to to be in situations that are not long lasting, that are fleeting, instead of really focusing on doing the work to heal so that you can be in something substantive and substantial and long lasting and enduring? You can't save them all. You can't save them all. It is obviously a lesson that I haven't learned because it's showing itself up again. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to navigate it and deal with it while having conversations with other people who, who are in the same place. Um, maybe the scenario isn't the same um, in terms of the, the type of person that they're dealing with. But it does boil down to the fact that those individuals who have a savior complex have to realize that everybody isn't ready to be saved and you haven't failed because you can't couldn't save them um and the flip side is if you are that person who finds yourself always attracting saviors at what point are you going to decide that it's time to face that trauma head on and and yes it's going to be painful and yes it's going to be hurtful and yes it's going to it's going to open up some old wounds and it's going to scar them up and scratch them up a little bit but what's the outcome what's the the what's the bonus what's the rainbow on the other side of the rain anyway that's my life that's what's going on with me um i love you guys thank you for tuning in Let's definitely talk about this. What do you feel about the savior complex? Do you have it? Have you encountered people who have worked hard to pull you out of something and you just weren't ready to move forward? You weren't ready to move on? Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting me. Thanks for loving me. Thanks for sharing my podcast. Thanks for talking about it with people. Thanks for the likes. Uh, continue to do all those things because the more I talk here and the more I have conversations with people outside of this medium at work, um, at church, um, sometimes random conversation with strangers while you're waiting in line for food or at the bank (laughs) or at the grocery store, you find that we are all walking in small circles around this world, all dealing with the same issues Um, at different spaces and intervals in our lives but the more that we talk and communicate amongst one another the more we can find solutions to help each other which is again one of the very reasons why I decided to do this podcast because I realized that I was having the same conversations with black folks white folks gay folks straight folks uh (laughs) church folks non-church folks um women folk men folk old folk young folk that there's so much to be gained in opening up to to one another to find solutions to to problems that are age old because this isn't new it isn't new we're going to constantly find people who have had a bad shake in life and there are people who are going to 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 take that pain and use it as fuel to move forward 
And there are going to people who are going to take that pain and use it as gasoline to stoke a fire. Who are you? Have a awesome, awesome Tuesday. I love y'all for real. Peace.